Today's episode is brought to you by Play Edo. Every kid dreams of building a castle in their lounge room. What could be more exhilarating than watching your children imagine, invent, then build with their favorite giant building blocks in the safety of your own home? Play Edel giant cardboard blocks enable children to build anything that they put their minds to. Play Edel is making the world a better place as their range is easy to assemble, eco-friendly, made of 100% recyclable certified cardboard and made here in Australia. Unbelievable. Envision a castle, a house, rockets, drones, aliens, animals, robots. What will your kids create today? The fun just got giant. To view the full range of sustainable giant building blocks from Play Edel, please visit their website at www.playedel.com.au today. Hello and welcome, and I hope you're having an absolutely beautiful day. Now, I've got a question for you. If you were to explain to me what your children's play area at home looks and feels like, how would you describe it? You know, what sort of toys fill up that play area and what type of a mix of plastics, woods and fabrics are there? Now, have you actually taken the time to select the toys that fill in, fill up that play area? I mean, have you been strategic potentially in a way that every toy has an intended play purpose or not? Of course, either is fine and neither are wrong. You know, with so many recent changes in the world, and haven't there just been probably too many in these last two and a half, three years? Um, I just asked you the question, you know, have have you ever taken the time to look at your children's toy area with the view of asking the question, you know, how many of these toys are eco-friendly and sustainable? And of course, once again, there's no judgment here at all. These are just general, just questions for us to be able to open our minds to the to the possibility of thinking of, okay, well, what is the eco-friendliness and sustainability of the toys that surround our play area? You know, the concept of introducing sustainable toys into your choice, a children's play room and making the choice to move to purchasing eco-friendly, sustainable toys is a new phenomenon for many of us. So... What if you could find a toy that not only looked great, is safe, it promotes cognitive development in children, is eco-friendly, it's sustainable, it's cost-effective, and lastly, hey, it's made here in Australia and supports our economy. Now, where can I find this gem? Well, lucky for us today, I found the very thing, and we're here today to talk with Demiano Gestri, owner of Play Edo. Welcome. How are you doing, Damiano? Good morning, Rachel. <laughs> Good morning, all the Kidipedia, you know, followers. Now, I got my my glasses at the moment. Maybe I can take it off. I can't see you, so I don't need my glasses. You're the Hello. best. Hello. You're just the best. <laughs> Hello. I love those. And of course, those. I try to dress up for you, just for you, okay? Is so you okay? had the glasses are cardboard, and your tie yeah. as well that you're wearing is cardboard. Yeah, so I just uh, took from this gentleman. So his <laughs> name is Daron. Uh, so Daron uh, this morning uh, just gave me one of the pair of the glasses he's got and his tie. So I thought it was a good idea to dress up for the event. And and we, we do thank you for that. And you do look absolutely Please. fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Now, You're so kind. I've got a question for you. You know, as I was just mentioning, there's just been – all the changes in the world these last few years, um, and you know, and we spoke about it when when we when we saw each other just it's just a few short weeks ago, um, and there's been 
you know, one not- noticeable shift, I believe, in consciousness, and that's the the move to su- su- to support sustainability, um, mostly to leave our children a better world for the future and all the generations to come. So there has been that shift, and I think and that's been on the back now of all of the climate change movement and, um, I guess, just people becoming more aware. But, you know, there's so many low-cost plastic-based kids' toys that out there and they adorn all the different toy catalogues all around the world and the Western world. And this really does reflect our culture of excess and just disposability, just the fact that just buy, get rid of it, buy, get rid of it, you know. So the push for a return to more eco-friendly toys, the way that our generation, when we grew up, we we knew what, what it was like to be able to have wooden toys and toys that were durable and lasted and, and that were great now that we can see for the um, for the environment. It really does put the onus back onto toy manufacturers to improve just ethical means of production, but also, but to parents to embrace that idea of that circular economy where, you know, we can replace the short life cycle of a toy by reusing it and recycling materials as much as possible. So I'd love to know, you know, what are your thoughts uh, and your feelings on the importance of purchasing sustainable products, just products in our, in our lives in general? Like, what are your thoughts? It's uh, one of the main uh, thoughts uh, as a parent, but as a human being. In the end of the day, you know, if your behavior as a person is, a, you know, I'm not saying that you try always to do sustainable products because sometimes, I, you know, it's it's impossible or it's hard to do it. But if you try to also have always a mindset where you you try to save you know, a bit of uh, waste in general. They could be cardboard, but could be food, could be plastic. And also on top, it's a, it's a in my opinion, being a parent uh, is a role model that, sorry, my thigh just fall. <laughs> it's, a, it's a role model that you want to show to your kids. Yeah. So for me, this is the more important things. In the end of the day, at this stage of my life as a parent, I'm doing everything for my son. I just yep. got one one kid. So my son, what I want is is the best for him. And also I want a healthy place where he can live. Yeah. So we need to look after our mother. Oh, I couldn't agree with you anymore. I think now, so. And I read that um, over 90% of toys are actually made of plastic. That's a huge stat, 90%. So polyethylene yeah. and polypropylene are the most frequently used plastic material in toys. And, and the majority of parents, of course, at the end of the, the play life of that toy, just get to a point where they just don't know how to dispose the toys um, and what to do with them. So um, because they're a mix of materials, they're mostly considered general waste. And it can be challenged, of course, to for parents to locate sites that recycle hard plastics. And as a result, all too often, toys actually are incinerated or end up in landfill. So just as, as a question for anyone watching and listening, are the play ed or cardboard cardboard bricks fully recyclable? And at the end of play yes. life, like how would parents best dispose of them as a question? So, yes, 100%. So being a cardboard so is made completely of cardboard. We don't use any glue, any chemicals. So just to show you... Um, Used to be a box. Maybe most probably this part, this block uh, used to be a box. Uh, and what it happened is, uh, yeah, you go one, two, what like that. So has been recycled, has been went to you know production. But the good things of this product is has been completely recycled and is completely recyclable. So 
the lifetime of the plate, of the cardboard, is actually really a circle. So this is what is important for us. And this is one of the main, uh, you know, point Drivers. of difference, I yes. would say, of, uh, of our product. And I think a lot of the time we, we forget that many of the plastic toys that we're talking about um, are actually composed of some harmful plastics. And these are the obviously the, the, the cheaper sort of toys, but it, it's, it, it can actually have a negative impact on children's health. And the reason for that, there's something called BPA in, in them that's endocrine disruptor. So without even knowing some of the toys can actually affect our health. So, you know, when choosing, I guess, the most effective toys for children, it's worthwhile for parents to note the benefits of non-hazardous toys, sustainable toys, not only for our children's health, but that of just the world around us. So like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, 100%. Uh, look, I'm a parent. I buy plastic toy. Happen. You know, it's normal. You know, if your son, you're working with your son and you see a window and he wants something and he's been yeah. a good boy, you know, you try to spoil him. It's normal. In saying that, you need to consider and also you need to think, I think you need to explain to your son uh, what is this toy made for? Uh, what is gonna go after uh, you know he play because we we know kids uh, they play with a toy for you know for a week for a few days and then maybe I take it off <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then uh, you know they they want to play with something else yes uh, so and you don't want to have your house I guess uh, full of toys for many different reasons but also full of uh, rubbish that in, in 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 the end of the life is gonna go on the landfill yes so. This is what we're trying to do. The, one of the good things of play of course, is eco-friendly. That's one of the main points. But also being a building blocks, you can reuse and reuse and reuse and building different things. So we got Darren here. Darren tomorrow could be a dinosaur. You know, it could be an elephant. could be yes. castle. Yes. So, I mean, just personally yourself, how did you make that switch towards eco-friendliness and sustainability? For you, did it start with a mindset switch? I mean, um, be I mean, a parent, I, I think. Be a yeah. parent. So, you know, when uh, when I was a bit younger, maybe I was not really paying too much attention or sustainability, I'll be honest with you. Then when you're starting to be in the mindset of a parent, everything changed, as you know, because, you know, you start looking at things in a different way. You start looking at your future. You know, you're thinking, what's the best for my son? Uh, now, everything is started more because, uh, so I'm a big Lego fan. You know, I grew up with Lego. Lego blocks, it was uh, everything for me. It was the, you know, Lego. the most fun, uh, yeah, Lego, yeah. It was the most fun, uh, you know, toy. It's always been, it's still, to be honest. So I still remember when my son, uh, it was around two uh, years old. So we tried to introduce Lego to him. We give him the Lego, but you know, he couldn't really play with uh, even the Duplo because it was too small. And then the mindset starts, uh, okay, it's cool, it's great, but it's plastic. How we can do something bigger with a material that is uh, more eco-friendly? That's how start. Yes. Well, um, I guess I, mean, I was just researching just in preparation for this today because, I mean, sustainability has now become a little, a little bit of a buzzword. So a lot of people may not really know what are the long-term benefits of sustainability um, and the types of things that, that I was reading up on um, and there, of course, are a heap of benefits, but, you know, it improves health, superior quality. It saves money on fewer toxins in landfills, like you were just saying. There's really, really much that that feel-good 
feeling about it um, and that, you, that we are actually doing something to leave it a better world for our children, which is just yeah. so important. You know, it reduces pollution um, and helps reverse the effects of um, on the environment and and not just in the short term but in the long term. So, But a lot of parents ask um, that question, what actually makes a toy sustainable? And from my understanding, it's the ability for it to be biodegradable um, and yep. earning its status. So this may include, for example, like wood, um, organic cotton, because the whole cotton thing is another whole conversation, but, um, and you know, wood, organic cotton, uh, wool and bamboo. Uh, and a lot of what we call progressive parents um, have made that switch from away from technology and screens. I mean, do you agree that that's what actually makes a toy sustainable? Yeah, for me, everything is sustainable. Everything has got a, a life circle. You know, you, you, create the product, the product has been used, whatever is the use, and then it come back and it can be recycled and it can start another life, another life, another Beautiful. life. That's something sustainable in my opinion. Yes. Now, I just wanted to acknowledge we published your article titled What are the benefits of cardboard building blocks for your children and its advice and buying guide? Now, could you please just tell us a little bit about that article and what inspired you uh, to have us publish that for you? Look, I think we find a good connection straight away when we met the first time, Rachel. So, yep. you know, I've been impressed by you, by what you're doing, how you present. So we always trying to find partners that can explain our product because we know it's uh, it's something different. So we totally understand that maybe there is a bit of, you know, uh, roadblock when people thinking, ah, this is cardboard, why I should buy cardboard? We totally get it. And we we try to, to educate, I'm not an educator, but I'm trying to educate that cardboard could be a toy. Uh, so in terms of your article, that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to explain the product. So the product could be, a, I say, educative because in the end of the day, a kid, what he does, he receives a flat sheet, yep. imagine like this. So what he needs to do, he needs to actually build. So, yep. for example, this is the top of a block. So if anyone watching and listening, what Damiano's done at the moment, he's demonstrated that the 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 blocks come flat packed. It's just a, a flat yes. piece of cardboard. Um, and yes. children themselves not only um, will be able to create different creations when the, the blocks are actually formed and created, but he's showing that the children can learn to actually make the blocks themselves too. Is- so, yeah, the, the children, you know, first of all, they need to, have the ability of to solve the problem because you know I'm I'm receiving this one. How can I build a block? Uh, now depends on the age. Maybe he's not able to do everything by himself, but he needs a bit of supervision of the parents. But that's a good things because that's a way for the parents to spend time with their kids. Yes. And that was one of the main benefits I found of this product with my son Dino. So what happened is you know you buy a car or, you know, every plastic toy, you give it to him, he play. Yes. In this case, in particular, you know, until he was five, is just now five, he was not able to build by himself. So he need my supervision or he need my help. Now he can do by himself. So he can, you know, build the block. He can understand the shapes, the geometric shape. He can paint on. He can stick um, any type of stickers. I think he's actually drawn on the ones that I've got here as well. Because so, so for yes. anyone watching, listening, um, if you're just listening on the podcast, these blocks come in both white and in like a natural color. But um, Damiano was just um, showing that not only once they're formed, the kids can actually draw on them 
or so, um, which is, you know, obviously a huge difference with the likes of like Lego and, and Duplo, which is pretty much what, from my understanding, what inspired you, as you mentioned it before, to to, to create um, Play Edo. Is that right? Because you were saying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 100% it was Lego. You know, as I said, the Lego, Lego, I love Lego. I still love Lego, you know. I'm still a kid. I'm, I'm in love. But, yeah, exactly, because in the end of the day, if I buy a Lego, the beautiful thing is, yeah, you follow the instruction, you build whatever you want, whatever. But sometimes, in my opinion, also you miss the creativity because you just follow instruction. Yes. You know, I give you this one to you, flat, as I said before. You build it. Then it's your call. What do you want to build? You want to yeah. build uh, a friend? A castle? Yes, do you want a, an castle? alien? Do you want to build um, all the different shapes? You've got, you've got yep. a robot behind you, yes, which I know yeah. that your son created. So thank you, yeah. Dino, for that. So, for example, i give you an example. This morning uh, I went to dinner and said, ah, you know, daddy's got a, an interview today about Play Edo. And he said to me, okay. He didn't understand what it was an interview. But anyway, I said, can you build something for me? This is what he did. <laughs> so he did this one. I helped him out in building the blocks. And then he said to me, this is my friend, Darren. Oh, okay. I said, Dino, okay, nice to meet you, Darren. So, you know, it's a play role also. Yes. You know, and it's, um, you know, it's a way for him uh, to solve a problem. Yes. You know, with, with, with parents, of course. So this is what we call open-ended play. Um, and so the exactly. benefits of this, I mean, it's a pretty hot topic in the world of early education. Um, and it's pretty much an activity that doesn't have a set outcome. So the, you, children would have a heap of these different play edo um, blocks and they pretty much can, as an open-ended activity, can play with them in a number of ways with no set out outcome. So they encourage them to, as you were just saying, to freely express their imaginations, their desires, their creativity. There's no rules um, and there's no instructions. Uh, as you were just saying with Lego, that's a different um, thing in the sense that children really can use their lateral thinking and their creativity because there's no guidelines um, and there's no wrong or right way to be playing. So open-ended play is so important in early education development um, at home and, of course, you know, in, in um, all of the early education centres that you have these. And um, we really need to get them into as many as many as possible because it promotes imagination and creativity in children yeah. rather than restricting them with the guidelines and rules and anything else. And it really helps children to learn problem solving, as you said before as well. Yeah, I think you know, out. Rachel, we, we got plenty of rules, you know, in life uh, it's rules everywhere. Yes. At this age, uh, I'm not saying they don't need no rules, they need rules, they need structure, 100%. I'm a fan of structure. But also they need to get, you know, creativity. We get, you know, free to express what they want to do. Yes. So I think this is one of the main points of a play. Yeah. And look, you know, to support all of that as well, in the article, you list the top eight cognitive development benefits your child can get from these giant building blocks. I would love for you to go through them with us now, just so we could reestablish that there's just so many benefits in kids playing with these and, and yeah. why parents should consider making the switch to just to, to adding them to their play collection. Yeah, I try, okay, I try to remember all these steps, but pretty much we're talking about motor skills because in the end of the day, I'm building a blocks, so I'm actually fine motor my coordination, you yep. know, in the motor skills. Then I understand the shapes because I can see this is a square, for example. So yep. I can start understanding the shapes, the colors, if I want to use colors, sides, you know, because it's different than Lego, for example, in terms of sides. 
then of course it's creativity because I can build whatever I feel to build in that moment. Uh, solve the problem because if I give you this one and I tell you, okay, can you try to fold? Yeah, I know there are some lines here, but it's obvious to me, it's obvious to you. Maybe for a four or five years old, it's not so hard. So, you know, they need to try to find a way. Uh, then in, if I need to solve the problem, I increase my concentration because I need to concentrate. And, that, you know, being a parent of a, of a boy, that was the main issue with Dino. You know, Dino was really struggling with concentration. This is a help. We find the help in a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, possible, you know, I saw a couple of our customers, they've done a, something quite smart. I never think about but I actually I found on uh, on Instagram. They use this one to explain numbers and mathematics. So what they've done is uh, uh-huh. one block, then they put two blocks, three blocks, four blocks, and they go to the kids to explain, uh, you know, the numeracy and the numbers. I think it was clever. I never think about it before. Um, then, of course, you know, when a kid can be able, able to do all these steps, uh, increases self-confidence in, uh, you know, I can do that. So it's good. And then in, in the end, when you start in play in a group, so for example, in a childcare or early education center, you also socialize because you're building something together. That was a good example. We we built a few castles in a few different uh, um, you know, events. And what we notice is uh, we start building and then all the kids, they jump on the building. They want to do something. They want to do it in this way, the other way. Oh, they want to paint on it. Was Makes amazing. me want to be. It was one of the them. best feeling, to be honest. Oh, so just to establish, I'll just run through those again. There, some of these benefits are increasing coordination and um, fine motor skills. Uh, the knowledge of geometric shapes, colors, and sizes um, it, uh, it enhances creativity. Uh, enhances the ability to solve problems and, and think laterally. Um, increase. Uh, concentration, the facilitation in approaching mathematics, um, which is really important, increase in self-confidence and the ability to socialise. And I'm sure we could just go on and on, but the article, which we've got a link in the show notes, um, expands on each one of those points. But you know, every parent, as you were just saying, wants to give children the best chance at life and, and choosing a toy to fill that play area can be challenging and, and encouraging as um, can be it's encouraging to know that, as you're saying, there's all of those benefits. But some of the, the benefits I find the most exciting, you were saying that kids love to build stuff and then knock it down, um, that building and stacking, and, and it's just that educational element, um, which is just not only on top of all of these benefits, it's just there's so much fun, which is like... Um, but- yeah, in, in particular, when the parents, you know, spend maybe a few hours in building a castle, like, the kid arrive, they jump on the castle, knock down, and the parents look like... What are you doing? I spent all these hours. You know? <laughs> Don't do it. But, and they laugh. They laugh. They love it. <laughs> you know. But I understand another element that the play ed or building blocks are inspired by the educational Montessori approach. And that, once again, is really big in promoting cognitive development and encouraging independence among learners. So for someone who doesn't maybe know, um, and we're, like 
as we both established, we, we're not accredited in Montessori or anything like no. that at all, but we just <laughs> want to just broadly explain what is that Montessori approach. So would you be able to maybe just explain a little bit? I can do my best, know. but I don't want to be an educator. I'm not an educator, uh, apart from my parents. So I'm a, I am a bit of an educator. So what we're trying to do is uh, the Montessori inspire us because we is a learn through play. So, you know, I'm playing, I'm learning. That's the principle. And this is a lot of uh, learning because, as we said before, there are many benefits. They can step by step can learn your different things, but you are playing. So you're having fun and you are free to play. That's another thing. So it's part of the roots that we, you know, explained before with the open-ended. I think when you're talking open-ended and Montessori, you're talking two uh, messages they actually combine perfectly together. And that's what we're trying to fix. Yeah. You know. Well, simply put, Montessori method of education is based on self-directed activity. So it's hands-on learning, collaborative play, and the development of just real-world skills. So it helps promote that open-ended play, like you just said, and we were talking about before, but really in that hands-on environment. And it really does seek to develop natural interests in activities rather than using a formal teaching method. So these are all of the things that have been a um, thread of uh, of communication throughout through the interview today. As you were saying, where Lego is... It can be a little bit more formal teaching method. Yep. Um, the play ed or um, blocks and and, and um, uh, building blocks really sort of um, use that that teaching method that is sort of open ended. Um, so it was Dr. Maria Montessori, um, Italian as well. <laughs> um, seems yep. to be a theme today um, for all of us. <laughs> I observe that children learn best when they are free to move and free to choose, you know, make their own decisions um, and follow their own interests. So that's that's basically what it's all based on. Um, and, of course, the, in the end thing is just, that once again, how do cardboard toys help support um, sustainability? So what are your thoughts on that overall? You're saying because they, they, at the end of their, their their play life, they can be easily recycled. recycled. Exactly, is a yeah. life cycle of the cardboard. That's uh, that's uh, that's what you need to think about when you buy a sustainable product. You know, okay, the product starts from A. How can it go to Z? Or where is the Z? Is a circle? If it's a circle, yes, it's sustainable. If it's not, it's not yeah. sustainable. And so, I mean, the choice to, to a more sustainable life is becoming much more commonplace, thankfully. So, you know, the last part is, in your view, like, why do you think parents, grandparents, friends and family should gift um, your cardboard uh, toys to, to children um, now, this Christmas and any 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 day of the week? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, first of all, I think it's important, as we told up to now, you know, try to be sustainable, having a sustainable approach. Because in the end of the day, we are parents, so we are role model for our kids. So we try to give the right message to our kids. Then, of course, is something that is good for our, uh, for our heart, mother heart. And also, I think it's one of the more important things. It's made in Australia. It's made in Melbourne. Oh. So, you know, this is one of the things we want from day one. You know, when we jump on this project, uh, it was very easy to produce overseas and cut the cost. It will be a lot of cutting. But that's not what we want. Because in the end of the day, we want a sustainable made in Australia. Why? Because, you know, I moved in Australia with my wife, Lisa, 16 years ago. It was time for us to give something back to the Australia. So, you know, we took a lot. We're still taking a lot. We love Australia. We are Australians. 
even if there is an Italian background that you cannot, you know, understand it from my accent. But it's time to give back and it's time to buy product made in Australia. I'm not saying play it, buy made in Australia. Yes. That's important. The importance of making toys here in Australia uh, as your way of giving back, it's really heartwarming to know. So thank you for, for doing that. Um, and and that in itself is, is not only just supporting the economy, it's, it's supporting jobs as well here yeah. as well. So it's just all I'm hearing is a win, 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 win at the end of the day. And the last thing I just mm-hmm. want to say for um, anyone watching and listening, these um, these uh, cardboard uh, bricks are so durable. Like I literally can put so much like yeah. pressure on them i mean you you would i don't they yeah. are so strong it's, it is unbelievable you know, it's important because in the end of the day if it's not safe uh, we're having all this conversation but yep. you know it's if it's dangerous for kids uh, would you give to your kid no of course so this one can hold mm. 50 kilos weight and actually to be honest i tested because I want to make sure it even can go a little bit more. Yeah. And I trust me, it can go more. It can even hold my weight. Not more it's than incredible. 50 kilos. A just lot more for the 50 the, kilos. The quality of them, again. So it's just it's just win, 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 it's win, win. It's a strong but... product. Cardboard, look, if I'm putting pressure, I am putting much pressure, a lot. Hmm. It doesn't break. So the only enemy of the cardboard is if you live outside and it's going to rain. That's, yes. That's the enemy is the water, pretty much, of the cardboard. The rest, uh, trust me, it's really safe. <laughs> Otherwise, brilliant. we won't put it on the market. Well, look, for anyone watching and listening, how would you summarise the key messages? I mean, what are the main things that you want people to walk away from this interview today and to take with them? Look, uh, I think I am trying to be a better parent. I'm trying to do something better for, you know, for, for the mother hurt in general. And also we try to do everything for her. You know, a product that is made in Australia. So those are the key points for us. So we are proud to be Australians. We are proud to be eco-friendly. So when you play Edo, you play eco. You play, I love it. When you play Edo, you play eco. So, (laughs) which is absolutely brilliant. Look, for anyone watching, listening, if you haven't considered making the switch over to, and trialing what an eco-sustainable toy uh, looks and feels like, um, these uh, are for ages, is it three to six or three to ten? I can't remember. What what age would they be right for? Look, I would say two, there may be, it's, they're struggling a bit. I, th- I would say three. Three years old up to even nine and ten years old. I go, some kids, they play with nine, ten years old that they're still playing with. So the perfect age is between three to nine, I would say. Three to nine years old. Uh, and so we'll have all, all of the links um, for anyone that wants to be able to uh, have a look at these to be able to purchase them. Um, but any other questions? I mean, whereabouts can they find you? On social, is Instagram the best place? Yeah, you can find on our website that is playedo.com.au. Then social media is, uh, in particular, Instagram, even Facebook. So at PlayEdo Australia. Uh, yeah, we got a lot of, uh, you know, photos of our customers, what they send us. Some people are amazing, you know, the creativity these parents they can find with the kids and what the activity they're doing. So have a look Instagram. You seriously, you know, can have so much inspiration of what you can build. 
And I think even so, our former prime minister, there's a photo somewhere on your Instagram as well, yeah. um, which is incredible. We, <laughs> yeah, we had there was this opportunity. We, we've been invited uh, to participate. It was last December, uh, so just before Christmas, last Christmas, uh, as a part of the Remade in Australian campaign because it, it's uh, it's made, made in, in Australia, Australia. So it's, uh, yeah. you know, what we discuss about the life cycle of the cardboard. So, yeah, we've been invited. We build a castle for uh, for a school, and there was the prime minister present at the event. Well, all I can say for me personally, just congratulations and thank you for doing your thank part you. in uh, making the world a better place. We do live in an incredible on an incredible planet and if anyone and everyone that are doing their part to be able to leave a better world for, for our children and generations to come, I tip my hat to you. So thank you for, for what you're doing and the legacy that you're leaving and what you're building. Um, thank you. Yeah, my heart goes out to you. So thank you so much for the difference that you're making in the world. So Damiana, I've had an absolute ball as I always do when I chat with you. So big love and, yeah. and I just wish you all the success um, in the world. But once again, thanks for your time. And uh, anyone else watching and listening, if you want to contact or when I should say you want to contact uh, Damiano to have a look at this stuff, all the um, stuff's in the show notes. Until the next time we chat, Damiano, you take care. Much love. You and too. Ciao. And now, now I go, it's a sunny day, so I just go outside. I just put my hat on. You just put your hat See on. <laughs> See you guys. Take care. Bye. See ya. Bye. Thank you very much. I'm Rachel Monteleone, and you've been listening to Kittypedia, the podcast. You can have full access to Kittypedia by visiting our website at kittypedia.com.au or following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We're all here to help make the world a better place for our children and for generations to come. You can start today by helping us reach other parents by going to Apple Podcast, subscribe, rate, and review this podcast thank you for listening and be sure to give my love to the kids.